What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. I'm super excited to introduce to you today, Miss Jessica Harrington, who has a master's in public health and is a stress management coach who helps people, especially women, reduce their stress. Jessica grew up with addiction and mental health in her family. At one point, she wanted to control her life, so she decided to always be that happy kid. But in reality, she was just pushing down her feelings, her needs, and her wants. But that changed. And in this interview, Jessica will be talking more about how she grew up, the journey that she had to go through to achieve the healing that she has now. So listen in because Jessica has a lot of tips for us women regarding stress and managing it. So have fun. All right. Hello, Jess. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Miss Busy Woman. I'm surprised you even got a meeting with you. Hey. Ah, no, I'll have time for you. And thank you for being a guest to our Diva Girl Radio podcast. Um, so um, before we get started, I'm going to ask you to please tell our listeners who you are and where can they find you online and connect with you. Yes, of course. So again, thank you so much. Seriously, I, I really appreciate everything you really do. So I do appreciate you having me on here. So I'm Jessica Harrington. I have my master's in public health and I identify as a stress management coach. So basically what I try to do is help you create a new relationship with stress. Um, and so I do that by creating healthy habits that you do on a daily basis. So you can follow me on Journey to Yourself 101, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, and then my podcast is Stress Less with me, Jess. And so basically what I do is just kind of really nutshell some habits for you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will have all of those information on our show notes. So Jess, tell me, what inspires you to do what you do and why do you keep doing it? Oh, wow. So, so it's funny. I actually, my first degree and my first career was in the drug and alcohol field. And a lot of my patients were coming out of jail and they're reducing their sentence by coming to rehab. So they can spend six months in jail or they can come to rehab for two, three months. Right. So what I realized a common factor between a lot of my patients was, <coughs> sorry, a lot of my factor was stress, whether it was a really bad breakup, whether it was, um, you know, they grew up in poverty, like there was just stress around them and we're not given the tools on how to handle stress. So like, this is where the trigger started happening. I'm like, okay, let me learn more about stress. Let me start to figure this out. And then what I also realized was that every coworker of mine was stressed. I'm going, okay, so it's not just poverty or breakup. It's the work that you surround yourself with. It's your environment, right? So this started really taking on the, the toll of me just like going dive deep into research. And so then what happened was, I got my master's in public health. I practiced what I preached in the different environments, whether I was working with adults diagnosed with schizophrenia, I was working in a low income city. I was working with children with special needs. Like, so I just bounced around, practiced this whole stress management, self-love communication in all the different populations. And everybody was like, well, give me more. 
give me more. So I'm going, okay, how do I do this? How do I make the next step? So started my first business and worked with moms. I'm not a mom, but I've been told they're pretty stressed. So I decided <laughs> this is the oh, and I would say yes, 100%. <laughs> right. Just the mom had a loan, right? So, and I took this and I, I'm telling you, you know, I, I work with moms still, but not in the way that I did when I first practiced my business. And I will tell you, I have never been with a stronger community since that day that I worked with moms. The way that moms support each other, I, I, I could tell a whole podcast on just that. Like there is, I swear, I didn't even do anything half the time. I would delete a group session and I would just step back going, well, guys, we've been here for an hour. You guys just took the whole class and supported each other and helped each other. I was just pointing, you know, so it was, it's really good. Long story short, super nutshell, fast forward. I went through my own stress life factors, um, life tumbled, things like that, regrouped and um, started this business called Journey to Yourself. You know, um, life throws at everybody. You know what I mean? I, pain is pain, hurt is hurt, depression is depression. And we lose ourselves. We lose ourselves when we're a mom, an employee, a coworker, an entrepreneur, um, an aunt, a sister. I mean, the list goes long. We have so many hats, but we forget who we are. And a lot of that stems from a lot of the stressors in our life. So it's where journey to yourself comes from. It's where I have this, the cheesy tagline, self-love over stress. You know, how are we taking care of ourselves to show up every day for ourselves? I love that. Yeah. And, and you know what, especially with moms, right? It's uh, we are programmed or we are told by society to put, or not just moms, just women in general. It's like mm -hmm. to put others first. Oh right? yeah. Put others first. And, you know, and, and self-love seems to be very um, <clears throat> selfish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I, you know, your tagline is not cheesy at all. I think it should be in every doors, you know, that, that every woman open um, and, you know, and, and get that reminder that, Hey, you don't need to stress. You got to just love yourself more, but this is more than that journey to yourself. is just more than just, you know, self-love hashtag self-care. Right. Yeah. So, um, so tell me a little bit more like, um, what is the end goal for you with all of this, right? Oh, I think for me, um, I think this goes hand with another question I get asked a lot is what is your favorite part about what you do, right? So I think this goes hand in hand. And a lot of what I do, you know, again, we could talk about, like you said, the self-love, it's a huge buzzword, self-care Sunday, like there's all these things, right? <laughs> but it's, it's the confidence, right? We, and I get chills just thinking about it, like, I can tell you so many clients have called and just said, I did this on my own. I had this conversation by myself. I talked to myself this way on my own. I quit this job. I went to the spa. I, you know what I mean? Like things that are quote unquote common, but they did it without holding someone going, you know, it'd be a really great thing for you to do for yourself. They did it because they woke up and decided to do that. They decided to stick up for themselves. They decided to believe in themselves. And it's just like for them to call me and say, guess what I did, you know? And it's just, that's what I see. When I look at my vision, when I look at my goal is, it's having my clients see them the way their daughter sees them, to see them the way that their best friend sees them, right? To see them the way that I see them, you know, just looking at the mirror going, damn, I am the shit. I <laughs> this. You know, and I'm sorry for cursing, but like, 
It's true. We, we will look in the mirror and we would say we can list negative thing after negative thing. And it's like, no, boo, you're good. You're good. You know, that is my biggest ultimate goal is for someone to look in the mirror and just goes, I got this. I am awesome. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's not easy to do that. You're right. Yeah. That's why it's such a big deal, right? Like when you when you get that phone call and you get that message that, hey, this is what I did for myself. Like it is not an easy thing to do to be kind to ourselves, to prioritize ourselves, to say nice things to ourselves. But then they do we do this all the time to our friends, to our family members, to our kids, but you know, but to ourselves, like it's not it's not easy. No. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so um, what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I'm curious. Yeah, um, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about biggest failures is it's kind of basically what I preach. It was not believing in myself, you know, um, especially as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of things you've got to do on your own. There's a lot of things. There's no one saying, you know, what would be really great. Or here's your task for the, the, the this week. Or this project is due on the, there's no one doing that, right? It is a lot on your own. So even with that, you know, you have in a job setting, you have the monthly reviews or the yearly reviews. Like, oh, this is why you are awesome this year. Or you know what you should work on. Nobody's doing that, right? So these chances started a podcast, you know, creating a social media. They seem quote unquote simple because there's millions of them out there. But it's not because you have to get up and say, I can do this. I can, I'm going to be successful at this. And I think for a lot of time, when I started my business, I didn't realize how much I doubted my own self and what I was doing. And so I would say that was my biggest thing. I'm teaching to believe in yourself. I'm teaching stress management. I'm teaching these things, but really practicing what I preach in my own kind of way and figuring that out. I think that took me a little bit longer, but once I did all of a sudden, I now have a successful business. It's like, Oh, I was holding myself back. Okay. (laughs) You know? So I think that would be one of my, um, when I say failures, I think that would be one of my things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, thank you for sharing that Um, again. Right. Believing in ourselves, you know, it goes along with prioritizing ourselves. It's not easy to do. We can believe in other people, but but when it comes to us, then, you know, that's that's something that's harder. So then, you know, and every day it's a it's a work in progress. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So I'm curious, what's your way of showing up for yourself then every single day? So again, going back to it's what I preach, right? So I say, you know, do something for yourself every single day. I don't care what it is. It it could be a nap. It could be, I I mean, I drink so much tea. I love tea. Um, I love both. I love naps and teas, especially with this kind of weather right now. Right now in New Jersey, um, it's cloudy and it's a little, it's raining a little bit. Where are you? You're in Pennsylvania, right? I'm right outside of Philly. I'm in the suburbs of Philly. Right. Yeah. So tea and naps sounds really good right now. <laughs> right. But how could you tell yourself if I'm telling, you know, Jack, go take your nap today? You'd be like, uh, have you seen my schedule? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not able to take a nap. I have to push through. I have to show up to the next meeting tired and I just have to like pat my face and just show one up. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> you guilt trip yourself, right? Uh-huh. So taking the guilt trip away. Like I am way better. Again, I have my moments. I'm far from perfect. 
but I will, I do not guilt myself, guilt trip myself the way I did years ago. Right. When I'm going to go, I want to sit down and read because it's okay. I'm going to go take a walk around the block because it's okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to press the recharge button. And I think for me, that was more of what I needed to do. I needed to kind of like flip the script, you know, as they say, like, you know, how am I telling myself about this? And so for me, that's what it was. It's like, Oh, I have to press the recharge button. And I say this in the sense of you charge your laptop every night. You have to charge your phone. You have to fill your car with gas because if you don't, is it going to work the best way? No, no. And I hate to remind you, but we are not robots. So if a car needs it, if a laptop needs it, a cell phone needs it, what the heck do you think we need? Yeah. We need that recharge button, you know, and, but to also add on that, it's the, why am I doing this? Right. So I'm doing this so I can show up. So when my boyfriend comes home tonight, I'm not tired and I can go, Oh my God, tell me everything about your day. Let me be there for you. Let me laugh at your jokes because my brain isn't racing 600 conversations in my head. When my client calls me to tell me something good or negative, I can actually be there in the moment, right? So it's telling myself why taking these breaks are important. Yeah. Why do you think it's so hard for, you know, for people, especially women to, um, to show up for themselves? Society, I think is a big one. I would say, you know, especially as a mom, it's like, well, I can't have a dirty house because then people are going to think I'm a bad mom and I have to have the homemade cup of cakes because I have to be the best mom and I have to, you know, they have to have the nice clothes because I have to be the best mom. But it's like Karen down the streets telling you that who the heck is <laughs> why do I care? Is Karen coming to Christmas dinner? No, she's seeing a social media post. Why do I care about her opinion? Keep me up at night. Why does that matter? Right. And so asking yourself why the clerk at the, the, you know, the giant or whatever grocery store you go to, why does their opinion matter? Yeah. Right. When they're judging like, oh, I wore yoga pants and I have a hole in my shirt because this is just where I'm at today because I didn't realize this hole had a shirt into it until I actually walked into the store going, oh my God, there's a hole in my shirt. And I didn't realize it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Go on with your day. Yeah. It's going to be okay. What is the worst that's going to happen if Karen sees that you have two different flip-flops on today? Because you ran out of your house because you're like, I got to get the toddler in, blah, blah. And we start to beat ourselves up. But guess what? We forget that Karen, poor Karen, whoever's name's Karen. I'm so sorry that we're music butcher. <laughs> we forget that Ashley has her own inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. She's beating so herself true. up too. So true. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you for for that reminder. That is what goes on in women's heads, in mom's heads. And, you know, whether you're a mom or not, like we are worried about what people say. So we do worry about that. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I would say um, uh, Brene Brown had an interview with Oprah Winfrey. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why I said her whole whole name because you know who Oprah is. But anyway. We're not in a first name basis with her yet. You're not. I'll be there. We're gonna have a cup of tea one day. But um, (laughs) but she had even said it like Brene Brown had even said, you know, that they were talking, and I guess Oprah gave her some look, you know, just like a side eye of some sort, 
And she had brought it up and like they had in the same day about this conference, like how that happened. And Oprah was like, um, no, I was thinking about X, Y, Z. I didn't even comprehend you saying something. I completely was thinking about something else. And I had my face must have reacted to what I was thinking about. But in the, in the moment she's thinking, oh my God, what did Oprah just say? Think about what I just said. You know, we forget that guess what? They have their own inner dialogue. So everybody does basically what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. No, even Oprah and Brene Brown, you know, like, right? you, you know, have inner dialogues. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So. That is so true, Jess. Yeah. I'm really loving this conversation. Because <laughs> I love so, you. I just love you. That's why. Oh, well, we are falling in love with you too, Jess. And everybody who's listening right now is just falling in love with you and just nodding their head, putting their arms out and saying, amen, Jessica. Amen. You know? <laughs> so, you know, tell me, like, um, tell me like walk me through your morning routine and how does that look like and um how do you motivate your day uh, you know motivate yourself in your day that's actually a good question because i i'm an early person um we get up at like 5 30 in this household um so my boyfriend he's a carpenter he's out by the house earliest 5 30 sometimes earlier you know some you know any of those times but i actually like getting up with him it's like our morning conversation it's that kind of self-check-in talk, you know, um, you know, it's, it's cheesy moments, like 10, 15 minutes, but that makes me feel good. Right. So for me, that's a little motivation, having that connection with my significant other, because again, we all know how quick and fast life is that like those little moments matter. So that's usually one of my things that gets me up. What keeps me up is a different story because it is early. Right. So for me, <laughs> um, for me, I, I have personal goals. Like I do like to work out. So I do make sure that's one of them. Um, and I honestly, like my other thing is I like having my first cup of tea or coffee. I've, I've, I've slowed off coffee. So it's more tea now, but by myself, like I don't enjoy it with work. Does that make sense? Like I want my coffee for just exactly what it is. I want the smell. I want the warmth. I just want the, <sighs> You know, so I will say uh, my morning routine is mainly me. And I know that's hard for a lot of us that, you know, are busy and stuff like that. So it's literally five minutes with a cup of coffee. That's what it is. And I actually learned this, how important this was many years ago when I was in working in drug and alcohol rehab, one of my mentors who I, you know, I could have a million stories for, but, you know, we talked about how to take care of ourselves. And that's what she said. She had kids, she had a family, you know, continue to take care of grandkids, all that stuff. And she goes, I have five to 10 minutes every morning. It's just me and my cup of coffee, nobody else. And she goes, and it's just, it's just such so important. So I was, let me try this. I will always do that. We, you saw, we went camping a couple weeks ago. I get up before everybody. I have my first cup of coffee and it's just me. It's just me. My grandmom does this. She has her first cup of, my grandpa brings it into the bedroom and she has her first cup of coffee in bed and it's just her, you know, it's just, it seems so simple, but I make sure I make me time before I keep going. Yeah. Oh, I can just picture you, <clears throat> excuse me, in the morning with your cup of coffee and just enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it. You're right. It, it may seem so simple. Like it doesn't have to be so grand. And so, you know, like, uh, you know, early in the morning, you did your yoga and you did, you know, like all this, like, it doesn't even have to be like that, right? Like that five minutes for yourself can mean 
so much can be yeah. so and can make a big difference. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and and I have to agree with you on um that alone time. Like I love getting that in the morning and I'm an early riser as well. And I just sit there in my little, you know, my small laundry room, which is my office as well. And I just sit there and I just, you know, either I meditate or I just drink my hot water, but I'm by myself, right? Something about being alone in the quiet oh, to start off my day. I needed that. First day off, like, ah, oh, yes, bring it to me. Yeah, yeah. So... Oh, I love that. I agree with you on that. Um, now it is harder for me to stay up, though. So by like nine o'clock or before that, I'm like ready useless. for that. <laughs> I'm useless. After 830, don't I mean, I'm I'm very useless after that time. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. You'll be like, is she alive over there? What is she saying? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm useless. Oh, man. So who are the most influential people in your life, Jess? Oh, the first person that comes to my brain is my grandma for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a picture right on my desk. I can actually show you. I know everyone else can't see it, but um, I mean, it's just, you just see her. She is literally my life, um, my motivation, my inspiration. She, my grandparents have always owned their own business. They, you know, they had family, obviously um, they just, the heart of this woman and everything that she's gone through and she still puts our heart first is something that I try to strive for. Um, she says I have it, but we know, but, um, (laughs) but it's just, it's just somebody that just keeps me going. You know, like I said, she has been through the heart of the heart and still gets up and still smiles and still says, I'm going to, there's a stray dog. I'm going to bring it home. Like she's just that person. And so that heart of gold, but also very um, respectful of herself. Like she's not a pushover, right? So she just has that really healthy boundary of, no, I'm important. I'm going to take care of myself, but I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm going to, you know, always volunteer somewhere. I'm always like, she's, she's just, to me, is such a healthy mix of, of a badass, but also like, so full of heart so full of heart yeah yeah wow and how old is grandma now she's 74 oh yeah. and uh, do you see her a lot do you see her on a regular basis uh we talk weekly we have our sunday phone calls um i meal prep and she's on the speaker and we just talk about our week but um she so not too far from me i'm like i said i'm outside of philadelphia she they call it permanent vacation. They don't retire. They're permanent vacation um, down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, um, yeah, so I, we see, I do see her a couple of times a year. So nothing crazy like I used to when she lived um, by me, but it's just enough where it, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, the way you described her, right? Like she, she sounds like a truly empowered woman in a way that um, I'm here to help other people too, but I have boundaries. Like I, you know, like just like what you were saying earlier, like she knows how to prioritize herself, how to take care of herself so that she can help others as well. Yeah. 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 100%. yeah. Aww. And what's your grandma's name? Uh, Patricia. Patricia. Aww. Oh, I want to meet Patricia now. You love her. She is the, uh, her her main role in life is if there's music, you're not allowed to sit. So when I see oh, her, we just dance. It's just a dance party. We 
We go out to all the local bars. The DJ and the band know her. Like, it's a thing. We are not a lot. I will be waiting for my first drink from the bar and she will be sitting there. Oh, hello, the music's playing. Do you, well, I'm sorry. I didn't have a drink first. Nope. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Love that. Oh, she knows how to have fun too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Life <laughs> of the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no wonder she's, you know, a big influence in your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing your grandma with us, telling us more about her and this amazing woman. (laughs) Amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. So I think this is something that you've mentioned earlier too, but, um, you know, like um, when did you become first interested in your current career path like um you know like you're you're at mph you have your master's in public health right and you work for um uh, an agency wherein you help people who were um incarcerated right and then you know and then um like yeah like how how did you end up there and then becoming a you know and you mentioned to us earlier becoming a coach from there from that from your experience doing that work um but walk us through that. Yeah. So I will say, you know, I'm no longer in the drug and alcohol field, obviously. That definitely was um, a home hitter for me. So I grew up with addiction in my household um, and mm-hmm. everything that stems from that. So working in that field was really important to me. So I wanted to make a difference, right? So I did not have a drug problem or an alcohol problem. But when you grow up in that household, you do, you know, obtain addiction house addiction personality traits. So there was other things I became addicted to it technically to society. It's better because it's not drug and alcohol. Right. So for me, like I wanted to know when I first stepped in there, I want to know why I didn't step in that path. Right. What stopped me from drinking as much or picking up drugs? It's not like it wasn't accessible. I could, that was easy. Right. Either whether it was in my household or at school or whatever the case may be. So it was more of me trying to figure out what the difference was. So I've kind of always had that research mind. Um, and when I really got there, what really stood out to me the most was education was a big one. And not just, you know, school system, history, math, things like that, but just teaching in general, you know, teaching about stress, teaching about communication, you know, whatever the case may be, just teaching in general, but also humanizing who people are, you know, a lot of times it's really quick for us to judge somebody, uh, you know, whether again, whether it's drug and alcohol, whether it is Karen or Ashley down the street, we just have these quick judgments. And so I wanted to really build these relationships with my patients and understand what was going on. And so um, I will say that's what really started a lot of the mo- movement was the relationships and seeing them succeed in their core values and their growth and their goals and that was so cool to see over something to me was so simple. Oh, you want to learn how to tell time? Let's do it. Well, because they took out that time, they started to believe in themselves. And because they started to believe in themselves, they started making strives into more goals. And so to me, that was such a cool process that, yeah, I say stress with, I keep saying it's stress is the goal, but a lot of me is education and that belief in yourself, right? And I use stress because it is every single day and how we're reacting to it. And that's when the drinking comes in and that's when the, the abuse comes in, right? And that's when the, the arguments come in and how we talk to ourselves comes in, right? It's how we're reacting to the stress. And that to me was like, well, 
why is this again? Why is this not being taught? And you had asked that kind of bit earlier. I don't really have the answer why it's not being taught, but I wouldn't be the one that teaches it because of everything that I have walked through people that yeah. I have with that. I do have that kind of experience as well. And so it is important to me because a lot of times you'll ask me, you know, like I said, why I didn't take different routes. There was plenty of routes I could have taken, right? I didn't have to go to school. No one around me went to college. No one around me got a master's. Nobody, right? So that wasn't the normal in the house of what happened in me, right? And so I do believe, like you asked earlier, it's the people that we surround ourselves with, right? So I was lucky enough that certain people latched onto me and made me happy. I was like, well, this is really great. I want more of this. But how do you teach people that your environment is important. How do you teach people how you talk to yourself? And that was really a lot of where my mission was coming from because I was realizing what made me different. And so my awareness is what helped me grow and grow my business. And so again, that's another key point of what I do. It is awareness. It's learning about yourself, right? So I don't know if I'm rambling or I'm answering your question, but... You are answering my question and I got more questions actually, but go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I will say a a lot of where it started from. It was trying to kind of selfishly figuring out why I didn't go down a route that a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100% sure. Right. And that's what I'm curious about. Like, you know, what made you become, you know, somebody who works in drugs and addiction. Right. And like, there's a reason why we picked the, the, the major that we had in college, you know, the profession that we chose or the business that we pick. Right. There's, there's a reason behind it. And it's deeper than just, Oh, I just want to have a money, like, you know, like, or, or a paycheck or, you know, just want to start a business. There's a reason. And, and you're sharing this story. Thank you for sharing is, you know, it's, it's so deep, right? That's why you're so passionate about this. This is not, you know, this is very close to your heart. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and, and you, you walk this life, right? And you saw your own family, right? And, and yourself too, and how stress affects you, your family. And then, so you understand, you have a better understanding of how, you know, your patients, your clients go through life and handle stress. And without any judgment, you're able to see them, empathize with them, and, you know, and help them become aware of why they are reacting this way. And you're giving them the tools, you know, for them to stress less, right? And love themselves more. Girl, (laughs) it's, yeah, like, um, no wonder you you're passionate about this, right? So so thank you, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it sounds cheesy, and I know you get it, but the love for what I do is it's real. I love what I do. I love getting up in the morning. You know, you asked really about motivation, and it is like you have to motivate yourself to you know start this business again. I don't have a punch in punch out type time clock. You know, it's whenever I decide to sign on and it's because I love what I do that gets me to sign on, you know? Yeah. 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 Because this work is close to you. It's close to your heart. Right. Yeah. So it has a deeper meaning. So it's uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, you know, speaking of like the, the work that you do, I have some rapid, quiet, uh, rapid fire questions for you. 
Okay. Are you ready? So um, I ask you a question. You give me the one word answer, one sentence, one to two sentence um, answer. Okay. You ready? Okay. She's stretching. She's ready. (laughs) All right. So my first question, here we go. Um, What's your superpower? Oh, I would say genuineness or happiness. Oh my God. That's 100% true. You are definitely genuine and that is a superpower. Not, there's not a lot of people who could, who could truly be genuine or who could be genuine. Like, you know, it's all about pleasing other people or like, you know, putting a front, right? So yeah, that is a superpower, Jessica. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I love that. All right, now here we go. Next one. It's going to be the opposite. What's your weakness? What's your kryptonite? <sighs> First thing that comes to my mind is chocolate. I'm not <laughs> I can't keep it in the house. I have, I, I can eat way, way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be in the uh-huh. house. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, now, where would you rather be right now? South Carolina. Oh yeah. Oh, with, with grandma? Yeah. Grandma okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And last question. Who is a famous person that you would like to meet dead or alive and why? <laughs> Oh, oh, all right. Two people come to my mind. First of all, Brene Brown. Um, uh-huh. I would say Brene Brown. I mean, I, there's so many reasons why. Again, with the genuineness, for sure. Um, and I would say Maya, Maya Angelou um, is the second. Um, she was, I, so I'm dyslexic. So reading is super, can be super hard for me. As much as I love reading, um, we can get that's a whole other podcast in itself. But um, so I was, you know, then ADHD, ADD, things like that. So reading was always really hard for me, but I loved her poems growing up. I loved her story growing up. And so she was one of the people that, you know, kind of made me like believe in myself growing up. So for sure. Yeah. And she's been through a lot too. Like I, who, wow. like I, I had to stop reading her book. I mean, I love her quotes, right. Um, yeah. but reading her books, is just like, Oh, like there's a lot that, that lady, you know, made her who she is, she, who she was, right. Who she is. Yeah. Cause she has the legacy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Definitely. Brene Brown is definitely someone, someone I would love to meet as well. So I want to know what to do by Brene Brown. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, Brene Brown, I'm very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> she would love it. She would love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jess, this has been such a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed your genuineness, your optimism, your great energy, right? Um, and your passion for what you do. Um, so thank you so much for sharing, you know, your your experiences in life, uh, for being vulnerable and for, you know, giving us your time because I know you're super busy as well. I appreciate it. I always love talking to you. You can call me up anytime. I just, I mean... What you do, again, we talk, I know we talked a lot about what I do, but what you do for others, the platform that you give, not even just the podcast, but again, your genuineness, it's, it's, it's memorable. It's awesome. Yeah. I just appreciate it. Thank you, Jessica. Actually, before I let you go, I'm wondering if you have anything that you want to um, um, tell our, our listeners, anything else that you want to add or tell them your parting words. Oh, parting words. Um, First of all, contact me for anything, right? Second of all, uh, the parting word, the first thing is I just believe in yourself. And it sounds so cheesy, it's so simple, but you know, um, I know we talked a little bit about self-love earlier, but the super quick way to, I think the kind of flip the script is, would you tell your best friend what you're telling yourself right now? 
So just kind of like that self check-in when you're in the bathroom and you're starting to go, oh my God, this and this about me, or I'm an idiot because of this and this and this, you make the wrong turn and you're whatever. Would you tell your best friend that? So just kind of, or your daughter, your mom, your grandma, whoever you want to do, right? Um, so just kind of like that self check-in, but yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Well then on that note, we're gonna say goodbye and thank you so much, Jess. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DivaGirlTribe. Become a member and join our Diva Girl 411 Facebook group.